Hi, welcome. This is the final act by Ensemble. The music you are hearing right now is by at caused by Candor on Instagram. I'm Juliano Escobedo, and on behalf of everyone, we hope you enjoyed this week's segment of Screen Talk and etc. Please sit back and enjoy the ride. Hi everyone, so welcome to our segment, Screen Talk. Uh, for this episode, we're going to be talking about the Umbrella Academy. We're going to be going over season one and two, um, so if you haven't seen it, you probably shouldn't listen to this podcast because there's going to be a lot of spoilers. Um, so yeah, Mav and Isabel, like, what do you guys, what do you guys think about the Umbrella Academy? Okay, so uh, do you want to go first, Isabel? No, go ahead. All right, cool. I loved this show. Like even before we started talking about it, I binge watched it like when it first came out, and I binge watched season two when it first came out. I have loved this show since day one, and it is amazing. I think everything that goes into it, the production and everything, off the charts. I love it. I agree, Isabel. What do you What do you think? I I, I mean, I also agree. I think when it first came out. Um... I had a friend and we were like, let's watch it together. And she did not get into it. But I like binge watched it the next day. And it had just come out too. It was like the week after it first came out. And I was like, wow, this show is going to really, it's going to change things. Like I really, I honestly, I was like, wow, this is such a good show. And obviously there was a long, long wait for season two. But I'm so glad that it happened and that it happened during quarantine because it made everything better. So yay. I agree. I agree. I completely agree. So what were, like, did you guys have any, like, things that you didn't like or that something that really stuck with you? Like, what, you know, actually, what I do did. you have about that? I, so, like, in season one, the differences I saw between season one and two were, like, between the relationships between the characters. I really felt like there was more of a family bond in season two over their, like, season mm-hmm. one, you know? feel like they were actually more of a family in season two no i agree um i didn't see any problems like i said i, I really like the show i think it's really interesting it does raise a lot of questions the more you watch it, and the more you think about it um oh actually i do i do have one like thing that i, I really want answered what is diego's what is powers it? So I don't know, Isabel, do you, I, yeah, I had a conversation with somebody about this actually. And they said that he is like an energy, like reader. I don't even know. I think that he just has like, um, like wavelengths or what's that word where it's just like the vibes and like, yeah, like like he has some sort of power like that. I haven't read, obviously, like I read the first comic. I should probably mention that. I read the first comic book and the second one. His Not powers yet, in the comics are that he can hold his breath for indefinitely and that he can he has an affinity with knives. That's what I know for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I also like did you guys in in season two, like the last episode, I think, when like all of those agents are shooting mm-hmm. at him, he like literally stopped all of those yes. bullets. Yeah. So like does that mean he has like the ability to like control so, metal? So here's mm-hmm. what I think. This is my mm-hmm. this is my theory. I think he can't he can bend, manipulate, like, the air around things. That's how he was able to, like, control knives and mm, bullets. Maybe. Uh-huh. That's how I uh, see Okay, I okay, that makes sense. Wrong. Like, he's, like, yeah. an earthbender. 
Airbender. Sorry, my bad. I thought you were yeah. gonna say something like um, <laughs> a metal bender. Yeah, metal like bender. manipulate. Uh, what's it called? I guess speed of things. If that makes speed sense. Yeah. But no, I think the air thing makes more sense. Yeah. Than that. Um, other than that, I think. Oh, there, there's one other thing that I do want to mention that I did kind of find a problem with. I hmm. did not think Ben, played by uh, Justin Min, the, I think he was, oh God, you know which one I'm talking about, right, Ben? Yeah. He dies, yeah. and yeah, yeah. they they could have done so much more with that version of Ben, because we do see him a lot more in season two, but I felt like if we had mm-hmm. him more in season one, we would have had more of a connection. Yeah, yeah, I definitely I did want to know in season one, like what, what happened, like he died mm-hmm. from, like what happened, because like they went over it. Well, actually, no, they they like just said like, oh, our brother Ben, he died, died years on a ago. mission. Yeah, they like barely touched it. on it. But yeah, there was no explanation, and I, I like, I wanted to know what was going on. You know, they never said how he died though, right? I don't remember. No, they just no. said that he died on a mission, mm-hmm. and that was about it. Yeah. And then in season two, they have, like, the funeral yeah. scene yeah. where um, Reginald is, like, he died because you guys didn't protect yeah. him. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. I'm sure it'll get answered eventually. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure it will. It's obviously going to get answered in the next upcoming season. Um, I don't know if we want to save to talk about that after this because I don't know if anyone wants to bring up any more problems that they had. Actually, <laughs> I do have a problem. All right. Let's hear it. So... My issue was, like, okay, so my, I guess my issue was, like, also along with a bunch of other people that I saw on social media, <laughs> was that they had, like, basically the exact same plot, almost, in season two as they did in season one, how they were, um, yeah. you know, stuck in a time, and they tried to get back to fixing, so, like, you know, and, like, I don't know, I just, I didn't like that like I remember like I was I was like waiting so long to watch the second season that I even rewatched the first season and like I watched the first episode and I was like oh so it's mm-hmm. the same concept and then but then I mean it wasn't a bad season though like I really liked the season but mm-hmm. it was basically the same but, concept so no yeah I I agree I totally agree but I did like season two better just because I love the decade 60s yeah. I was like a huge fan of that I mean, obviously not, like, the issues that everything yeah, no, came with the, it. But, like, yeah. Um, but I did, like, the different decade. Like, how we were in a different time mm-hmm. and everything. Um, I think there was one part in the beginning that I did get a little confused. Because, like, Hazel came out. But then something happened. And then I guess it was, like, a flashback kind of deal. And, like, I understood it. Um, but I think... Like, for me, something that I didn't like, I think it has to do with, like, I guess not a costume thing, but more of, like, um, like with Luther, mm-hmm. his, like, his arm, yes. like, the way when he had his jacket on, it looked like it was kind of just, like, stuffed. And obviously it is, but it just looked squishy. Does that <laughs> yeah. make sense? Yeah, I get you. Rather than, rather than muscular. No, I agree, I agree, yeah. Yeah, so I think, like, visually, it just, like, it didn't look bad. It just like I wanted to like squish it. You know, I wanted to squish his arm. But, you wouldn't. You wouldn't want to yeah. squish Luther's arms in real life if you saw him. If I saw Luther in real life and I saw his arms, I would I be mean, like, yeah. I but like, <laughs> I think he's so hot. He is hot. I no. I agree. I, anyways, what what were you speaking? Oh now? wait, he's also played by Tom Hopper, by the way. 
Yes. So I okay, what do you guys think about the characters? Like let's go through each character oh, and like kind perfect. of like okay. not yes. analyze, but like, let's let's see let's what's talk. what's going on yeah. there. So Vanya, who is played by Ellen Page, what do you guys think about Miss Vanya? <sighs> I have issues. You Let's have talk issues? about season one, Vanya, first. Yeah, I just... Well, okay. It's because... Okay, I'm not going to bring up the comic, but I just have to mention this one thing. She... Mm-hmm. I'm going to spoil the comic for the first one. <laughs> she dies in the first comic book. So yeah, it's like... killed by fives. But... That's what I thought. Well, yeah. She was killed by um, Klaus, wasn't she? In no, she was she... killed by, fi- by five. Yeah, he shoots her in the head. And she's that's supposed right. to be the white violin. Like, that's what it's like about and she turns into this little literal white violin looking person so Mm -hmm. i but i don't Mm -hmm. know i don't know if i like ellen page though i think that's my issue with her so okay i I have a problem Mm -hmm. with people like you that are so anal about the (laughs) comics and like the story portrayed on through film it's like a different media and like they're not going to just want to retell the same story they want to change some things and make it i mean i agree i agree i don't i i think the comic is its own thing and that's why i said like i was like the one thing that i'm gonna mention is like the biggest thing about the difference between the both mm-hmm. was that but it's not even mm-hmm. like that though like when you when you change something you can change what happens but you're not supposed to change the characters if that makes sense right. and i, feel I think like... it does that a lot in this show like a lot of the characters were changed like appearance wise like i mean appearance diego wise, looks but not, completely like, personality wise is what i mean personality okay like they got most of them they got most of them good but i just don't know if i like ellen page is what i'm trying to say like as 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 vanya is what i guess what i'm trying to get at not necessarily like the character vanya but i don't know if i Uh like ellen's vanya if that makes sense i get you so i actually loved ellen page as vanya in season Mm -hmm. two the reason why because in season one vanya would just really yeah she was a whiny baby mainly and it's and it was it was before like they would go into like the flashbacks of like how she was treated i think it was just the way that she like she came off like very timid and not like you know like i i was like come on vanya like just go like do it like you can do this you know Mm -hmm. like i wanted to be that person to push her but like she was just like stopping herself does that make sense yeah i i I have an interesting thing on that and why she was so different in season two so of course the Mm -hmm. amnesia was a factor in it but right i think in season one we saw her more timid and everything because of the basic like parental abuse that she had from reginald and how he would medicate her and whatnot so that's why she was like a completely different character and then we kind of see her revert back to that for like an episode almost when she gets her memory back. Right. So I no, I, I agree with you, Hannah. I love the way that she was portrayed in the second season. Yeah. I love her relationship with Sissy. I think it was so oh, cute yeah. and beautiful. Oh, yeah. And I think what's crazy is that even though she had amnesia, like she was still herself. Mm-hmm. You know, like she forgot like obviously she forgot but like she didn't remember any of the things that she went through as a yeah. child you know so like it was like she left that part of her behind and obviously like it wasn't her choice yeah. you know but she she was like a completely different person like she was still vanya but still different yeah. you know i completely get you i i okay. think she killed it as um oh yeah as well. vanya <laughs> 
<laughs> that's that's we'll, it, yeah. we'll agree to disagree. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, everyone has a different opinion. Yeah. Even if it's wrong. Okay, so <laughs> so we already touched base about Tom Hopper. So let's continue on with, with Luther. Well, actually, what can you... I mention something about Tom Hopper, though? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he just doesn't get enough credit. Like, the other day, oh, I was, like, looking yes. at them. And yeah. I was, like, every single one of them had over, like, a million followers. And he was at 99K. And I remember I sent <gasps> him to, like, a few of my friends. I was, like, follow him, follow him. I just felt so bad because I feel like everybody likes Luther in season two. I don't know how you guys feel about it. You guys can touch right now. But mm-hmm. everybody prefers the way he was in season two versus in season one. And I agree. Yeah. But I think it's because the writers try to make him seem like this like hard ass and then they changed it to season in season two like they wrote him to be like this little teddy bear who's like funny yeah. and i think that he's just i think he's just i think he's so good well okay so in season one i kind of saw him as like not a lost puppy but like yeah i don't know i, I saw him like timid and somewhat naive but like also like strong-minded you mm-hmm. know what i mean like headstrong yeah like i think like obviously those those four years on the moon like definitely had an effect on yeah. him and mm-hmm. then especially after he found out that like that mission wasn't even real like you know that that does take a toll on somebody like those are four years of your life that like yeah they're just gone you know yeah but uh, i think i i agree i definitely prefer luther in season two I don't know. He was just more funny and just like. Oh, he was. I don't know. He was, he was fun to watch. Yeah, yeah he was way funny. I can, I can think of. I can name all my favorite scenes with Luther, and they're all just comedic scenes. Like yeah. when we had the serious scenes with Luther in season one, I was like, ah. but in season two, like when he was jogging and then he trips in front of those kids. Oh my god, <laughs> mm-hmm. that was amazing. You know. I think. I think my favorite part was like when when five was it five when somebody broke. Oh yeah, it was fives. It was five. And like he just like looks out the hole and he just looks him off. That yeah. crushed me so much. Oh, what about what about the start? So he just rips his shirt off at the dinner table and he's like, "You did oh, this yeah. to me." Amazing. That, that one was like part of me wanted a lot, but the other part of me was like, funny. "I, I, I thought it was people? so funny." Poor, I was like, "Poor uh, guy." Because imagine being in that restaurant and seeing that like. How do you react? Ugh. Anyways. Well, the restaurant was, was clear. Like, nobody was there. <laughs> yeah. The bartender was there. This The food servers, I believe. Oh. Um, but yeah, I agree. He was way funnier in season two. He was such an underrated character. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's amazing, though. I really think... Obviously, yeah, uh, something's changed between season one and season two. In season one, he had that, like, ego with him because he was number one. Right. Which always made number two diego jealous so luther mm-hmm. still had this like superiority complex in my opinion yeah. i i don't know if anyone else sees it like that but that's well, i agree I no I, I agree and i think that's like also what made diego like <laughs> me oh my gosh sorry i almost dropped my ipad but like felt the need to have that hero oh complex, yeah you know mm-hmm. like to prove that he was better than number yeah. one yeah so are we moving on yeah. to Diego now? Or yes, please. Okay, perfect. I love Diego. Diego Hardgreaves, so, played by David Castaneda. We love him. We stand mm-hmm. a Mexican actor. Representation. <laughs> we love it. So I love Diego. Mm-hmm. I think season one, like, 
he definitely made me cry when um he had to kill his mom what's it called when well yeah that but also when oh what's her name um who when grace oh my gosh Lila. No, the detective oh oh i don't remember her yeah, name. Well, that, that scene her then. <laughs> yeah because i can't i literally but when she died basically <laughs> yes mm-hmm. yes when she died i was like oh my gosh like his reaction to that just made me like burst out of tears I I just think he's so cool Patch. and sorry detective oh, yes Patch. and Nora Patch oh mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this name right I'm so sorry uh but yeah detective and Nora Patch played by Ashley Maid Coey <laughs> <laughs> sorry no I'm bad with names oh um, god oh by sorry I'm on that the relationship yeah is it both Isabel, what were you going to say? Um, I kind of forgot, but it's okay because I know what I was going to say about like something else. But I just have to say that like Diego Castaneda, I'm sorry, Diego, David Castaneda and Diego is, is the perfect Diego. And I think like mm-hmm. him also being Mexican, I think like I think that adds also to like why I love him so much because he's so relatable. Like yeah. on his Instagram, I don't know if you guys have seen him, but he always talks about like Mexican actors and like mexican this and i'm like you know what yes thank you mm-hmm. thank you because like i think he's just a wonderful actor and diego himself i he's so hot also by the way he's also really attractive so <laughs> no I, yeah i agree i think season two diego i was like oof mm-hmm. go off sir what a king yep he is so going further into um season two diego what do you guys think about his like character development i think it's I a great it. character development yeah mm-hmm. I the first we... season he was just a d- yeah no, no so here, here's I the agree. thing though i think season two explained season one diego you know yeah yeah we learned that mm-hmm. like he's struggling with trying to keep up and get his dad's approval and that's why he's the superiority complex as well and wants to be like the hero right. complex he has the hero complex he has all these things going on with him. In his words, uh, I got shit going on that y'all don't know about when he says the five, which is very true because he had a lot more going on this season. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Um, I feel like all every like everyone in this show just has something going <laughs> on, you know, but like I loved that they touched base on Diego more mm-hmm. in season two. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we really got to know him. Oh, yeah. And understand him. Definitely. I do, like, in season one, I, yeah, he was a d- because, like, I hated, like, the little comments that he would make to Vanya. Oh. You know? Yeah. Okay. Like, those little comments would, like, just irk me. And I'd be like, why? Why are you being a dick? Like, for what? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, chillax. You're still number two, you know? But, yeah. I don't know. That was, that was just me. But I did love his, like, development in in season two yeah i think like also adding the storyline with um his girlfriend lila um mm-hmm. who's played by ritu ira idea Aria. i'm not sure how to pronounce Aria, his name yeah. Is. Aria. Aria. yeah okay well i think like seeing him i guess get along with another character you know how like you know in season one mm-hmm. he had like the i'm alone like nobody talked to me and like seeing him yeah. actually have a relationship with somebody that was deeper than normal, besides like his yeah. mother relationship, like I think that was also something that added to the character development and mm-hmm. 
it really worked. Yeah. No, she yeah, was crazy, I agree. but it really worked. She was crazy, but I love her character. She she cracked me up. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. Okay. So let's go on to, um, Allison. Oh. Hmm. Played by Emmy Raver, Lamp Lampman. Sorry if I mispronounced that, but yes. Yeah, so what do what do we think about Allison? Oh, so I love Allison's character, and I love the fact mm-hmm. that. She had this restraint on her powers in the first season. She she didn't use them mm-hmm. that much, and we didn't really know why. Up until season two, we really saw, like, the consequences of what happened when she used her powers around people for, like, things that right. she wanted. Even if it was, like, for things that would help, like uh, the, the, the walk-in, the, this, civil, yeah, rights the civil rights movements and whatnot. It got a lot, like, um, it got stuff done, but uh, mm-hmm. what Raymond... Raymond had looked at her like she was crazy, like she was a monster for a while, even though what right. she meant to do had great intentions. It kind of just got muddled mm-hmm. for a little bit. I agree. But I do think I saw this tweet and it was like, I don't know, it was either a tweet or a TikTok. I don't remember. <laughs> but it was like she could have stopped all of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was but like, I see like the the restraint that she had because like, I guess, like, that would affect the timeline in a way. So, yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, I think that the reason why they don't have her use her powers, and I think they wrote it that way, that she has that, like, I don't want to use it type of thing, because they know that if she just used it all the time, like, they wouldn't be in this situation at all. So I think that's just, like, a writing thing that they had to give her, because if not, then, like, honestly, though, like, if you think about it, she's probably the most powerful one out of all of them, like, I don't know about that. Well, yeah, I actually have to agree on um, with Mav on this. There is still because there is still thirty five remaining superhuman beings to be seen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm talking about the seven of them or eight. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I guess like the eight of them. I feel like she's the one who has like who can have the most control over other people, and that's what power is. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's good. Yeah, I see what you mean. I see mm-hmm. what you mean there. Honest though so, about sorry, go ahead. Man. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna mention that I didn't um I don't know if you guys noticed, but like I always whenever I watch stuff now, like I always pay attention to pay attention. I always pay attention, sorry, to like <laughs> acting technique, I guess, and like yeah. how people act. And I'm gonna say I love her as like a person. Like I don't follow her on any social media, but I've seen videos of her and like I think she's super cool. But I will mm-hmm. say that I did not like her acting in season one. And I think she became a lot stronger. In se- oh, I dropped my iPad. Sorry. I think she became <laughs> a lot stronger of an actor in season two than she was in season one. I agree. I totally agree. Um, I was watching an interview with her. Um, she's actually a very um, well-known Broadway actress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she played um, Angelica. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I completely blanked. But she played Angelica in Hamilton, and oh my! If you get a chance to listen to the clip of her doing it, just, just, just watch it. Oh, really? It's just amazing. I didn't know she played because Angelica. You... I thought she was just a yeah. ensemble character. No, she gives you chills in her. Like her voice is amazing. Oh my gosh, so powerful. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but she even she even said that. So the Umbrella Academy is actually her first um, on screen. Oh screen you know this is that's yeah. the same with uh david castaneda though that's that that is one of his that is his breakthrough breakthrough role is 
Umbrella Academy, actually. Well, this I mean, was an opportunity for a lot of actors. But he was also yeah. in Sicario, and that was a, a really well-known was movie. He? Yeah. It's not his first, mm-hmm. like, on-screen thing. Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, like, I think... for most of them, it's, like, their first, like, big role where they became famous, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was Sicario, then the Umbrella Academy, then Standing Up, Falling Down. That That is his, yeah. his page so far. With um with Emmy, she was saying that in her interview that she, if I remember correctly, that she just like she wanted to try doing film, um, and so she got she booked this audition, and that she hadn't heard back from like for a couple months, and then they called her, and then they told her that she booked it, and so I guess like you know we always talk about in class like well like a couple semesters ago how we the difference between stage and film you know like how how it doesn't seem like there's a big difference but I feel personally I think there is you know and I feel like getting like all of like the little things that come with film I think that takes time to to achieve you know Mm -hmm. what I mean Mm mm-hmm but yeah I I agree with you as well I think she did become a, a very strong in in season season two mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool yeah um yeah. you know i so her season one counterpart i think i i don't i just think we didn't see enough of her like i said i just mm-hmm. didn't think with the main cast of the uh umbrella academy with all the hard graves we we really got to see the issues with vanya but we didn't see them with anyone else and i think that's what made their stories better is when we got to see their more human side with their issues yeah. with their family. So I don't think, mm-hmm. in my opinion, necessarily, I don't think that she did better acting. I think she had a lot more to work with probably though, you know? Uh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Like she, yeah. Cause okay, it's, yeah. it's tough to like go into that role. Cause you have to play a, a former superhero who has the ability to control other people's actions based off of, you know, a sentence. And the fact that yeah, her life also, came like, crumbling down. Exactly. Yeah. Like, she she has limited visitation rights to her yeah. daughter. You she know? had a lot more on her plate to work with no. for that character, in my opinion. No, I agree. Um, I kind of want to go over the relationship between Allison and Luther. <laughs> so, what do you guys think about that? Like, I love it. I don't think there's, there's nothing wrong with it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> no, no, no. I agree. I agree. I mean, like at first, it's like, oh, like they were a thing. Like, you know, like you see like their story and everything. But then like you're like, oh, wait, but they're step sibling. Like, is that okay? Like, is that, <laughs> is that allowed? Is that, yeah, like, is that allowed? So like, I think you just kind of question it. Mm-hmm. Um, But I do wish that there was more to their relationship because like, <laughs> Yeah, they did grow up together. Like, I just wish we saw some of that. I mean, we saw one part where they had the tents together and all that. Mm -hmm. Right. But I think more of that would help. Because, like, in season two, Luther's, like, the love of my life. And I'm, like... (laughs) But but she's married. And I like the fact that he moves on. And he kind of of alludes to it at the end when he's talking to Lila. He's, like, sometimes the person that you love, blah, blah, blah. And then Lila's just, like, bleh. (laughs) You know? Yeah. No, I agree. So I, I like their relationship too, but I, if I had to choose between Luther and Raymond, I would choose Raymond. Raymond came oh, I to love care her. about her a lot. Up I until the powers Raymond. part. But Yusuf Gate was 
I well, I love his acting. Like oh, I think he's very good. good. He also came out in the original. Yep, I love that show. Mm, shout yeah. out. <laughs> I I just thought he like he pulled Raymond's character together, and I just loved the way like he was so invested yeah. in the civil rights movement and everything, you know, um, and how like welcoming he was yeah. towards Allison with her. Even after she told him her her story, yeah. I, I like, loved I his loved... acting too. Uh, Joseph Gatewood mm-hmm. did an amazing job betraying someone, finding out that like his spouse has powers, and you don't know if it's like right. a Russian experiment, which is what he thought she was, like a Russian spy, and this and that. Right. But then he became mm-hmm. a very understanding character, like we knew him to be, which was great. Right. Um, so let's jump back to the siblings. Let's mm-hmm. let's go to Klaus. Ooh. <laughs> I'm always everybody's Robert favorite. That's all we got to say. I just have to say, before we started this, I took a BuzzFeed quiz, and it said that I'm Klaus. Boom. Oh, I actually Daddy probably issues. took the exact same BuzzFeed quiz that you got. I got Vanya. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, I, don't, I love Klaus. Yeah. I just love the way that he put, like, that Robert portrayed yes. him. I loved the way that he just like, you know, like, ugh, I just loved his character so much. And I feel like I just loved the way that he brought like that comedic joy to a dark scene, you know, even though mm-hmm. like, like in the first season he was getting beaten up, you know, like yeah. he always found something to be, I guess, like joyful about, even though he was very, I mean, depressed, you know, like, but yeah. His character does go through a lot more traumatic things than basically all the characters besides Ben. Mm -hmm. Ben goes through a lot, but Klaus has to see dead people from when he was a kid. Yeah. And having to deal with that, of course, he's going to turn to like drugs and alcohol for like to numb it. Which yeah. is amazing. And I agree. He did an amazing job betraying that. But well, back to what you were saying. Oh, yeah. That I just, I really liked, I really liked how Robert, um, like the work that he did with Klaus. Mm-hmm. Um, I am like curious about, because do you guys remember in season one where he goes to visit his dad or he conjures her, his dad? Yeah. How mm-hmm. Reggie is like, you never got to your full potential. Oh, Uh-oh. yes. So I'm, I'm so curious to know, like, what his full potential is. If it's anything like the comics, it is really amazing. Maybe his full potential was just being able to summon dead people to do his bidding, like, in season two. But mm-hmm. but he, he has a little bit more. He can fly. His powers don't seem to work with, like, his, his shoes on, right, Isabel? That's what it is. I don't remember. But yeah, basically, I think it was like his powers work better <laughs> once his shoes are off. Um, yeah, he came back from the dead once too in the comics. There's there's a lot to his character. Well, I mean, we do get a taste of some of it in the very mm-hmm. beginning. I think episode one of season two and the very last, um, when he's like he brings out the when they're fighting um, the Soviet army and Klaus like brings up all of these dead soldiers. To fight them. Mm-hmm. And then also in the very end when he's like falling and he says catch me and then these two cowboys catch him. 
yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's also, like, the fact that, like, Ben can also possess him. Oh, and, yeah, that's true. That's true. And um, physically and with his powers, like, he can give Ben his powers back. Remember at the end of season one mm-hmm. where he conjures Ben and Ben uses his, like, octopus arms his to kill a bunch of people? Stuff, yeah. yeah. Or not kill a bunch of Yeah, kill yeah, a bunch of people. What, what Ben's powers are is that he can, like, open an interdimensional portal to this place with, like, beasts. And oh really? It happens anywhere. Yeah, it happens anywhere on his body. Oh, um, I did not know that. I thought that yeah, it was no, just him, really like. Cool power. <laughs> I thought, thought it was, was just him morphing into yeah. it, or like what's shapeshifter. No, it's it's like an interdimensional portal, basically, well, which is just as cool. That's badass! Oh my gosh, I wish they showed more of that. So another thing I want to bring up about Klaus's character, though, was. The fact that he even goes deeper down the rabbit hole. We see him go to like Vietnam and fall in love with someone. Then we see that love of his life punch him in the face. Mm -hmm. And then that's when his character breaks again. And he undid all his hard work for like drinking and smoking and all the drugs and stuff like that. I don't know how you guys felt about it. But it it was probably one of the most heartbreaking scenes of season two. To see Dave punch Klaus in the face. I agree. Like the one in in the restaurant? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the that was Dave, the one that he loved. No, the... yeah, I, I thought you meant it's because I think that the more <laughs> upsetting scene for me was when he gives him like the dog tags, oh, but then he gives oh, it back yeah. to him, and I think that was I think more upsetting. I than just the think that whole, cause... the whole interaction with Dave is so sad because mm-hmm. you know Klaus loves him, and he's trying and to do good by him. He can do. Yeah, he really is. No, I agree. And so. And then you find out that Dave Dave is just, like, a good guy. He didn't want to punch Klaus. He was just forced to. Mm-hmm. And he wants to go serve in the army because that's just what his family does. He's a fighter. He's a he's a good guy like that. Yeah. And it's so hard to hate what he did as a character. Yeah. Because you know there's so much love behind everything. No, yeah. I agree. I love uh, Klaus's that like whole thing with Dave like I mean obviously it's gonna mm-hmm. be like a bigger part in the next season right mm-hmm. I would hope so because yeah. yeah but I just I love Dave I love them together I, I think too. I just think Robert is just an amazing actor and I think he's him and Aiden who we'll probably talk about yeah next like I think they're probably like the strongest actors out of all of them mm-hmm. and it really shows I agree so speaking about Aiden number five um, Aiden Gallagher, who plays number five, I I thought he was just amazing. And mm. our other um, co co-host, right? Angel, yeah, our other yeah. Angel, like, that who was not able to be here today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So our other co-host, um, Angel, he's unable to be here today. But he was even talking about how he really loved Aiden Gallagher's. Um, way of acting and like portraying the 58 year old within a 13 year old body you know and I think mm-hmm. I just I loved that I loved the way like even in season one I was like holy shit this kid is so good you know oh yeah and like mm-hmm. as an actor I don't know about you guys but like I was like damn that's intimidating you know but <laughs> oh hell yeah, I, yeah. I, could not, I could not take my eyes away from him because like he was just so like intriguing you know like i wanted to see more of him his mm-hmm. character is so cool yeah he has like, a long know. career ahead of him oh definitely yeah. definitely that is if he's 
okay to work with. I don't know, but I feel like he yeah, is. We, we, yeah. But I, I am excited to see like what else he comes out with because like his work is just great, you know. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. he's sixteen. Like I'm twenty one. Oh so <laughs> you know, like yeah, I agree with you, Isabel. It's crazy. It's crazy to know that a sixteen year old kid has this amazing natural ability and long oh yeah hard career ahead of him mm-hmm. <laughs> we're here <laughs> <laughs> lol just kidding not really but yeah so let's talk about number five like what do you guys think about his character oh i think he's funny af mm-hmm. i think he's he just attacks people he's like he'll call them like dumb people you know like bad things yeah. <laughs> and so i just think i just love him i really do that whole season two part where he's like talking with his um future self and whatever like well, not future his older self oh that was so cool. and like I actually think that, his younger self technically oh yes yeah. and but i think that like that whole part is just so funny because it's like both of them did such a good job i think the older man i don't know his um character name i don't know if you guys can find it um yeah i'll find him i'll find him. or not his actor name sorry not his character name but (laughs) i think like he um oh sorry sean sullivan there you go there we go i think he did such a good job with um acting like aiden if that makes sense you know what Mm -hmm. i mean because technically i mean we did see a little bit of him in the beginning right in the first season but technically aiden is number five and i think that sean sullivan did number five very well as an older version of him you know what i mean when he fought like i just thought that whole scene was really funny with luther like i think number five is a strong strong character and for him to be or supposed to be like this little kid like wow yeah, like the personalities mm-hmm. between them were spot on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I like going back, Isabel. How you said that he's really funny. I just loved how he, because you know how like when older people they they don't care what they say, you know, <laughs> like they just they just go at it. And like I think, like his delivery of that, Aiden's delivery of all of that was just, it was just so funny. Like so. You know, it was just like funny to watch. Good. You know, it was yeah, it was good. I I loved. Yeah, there's only so much like there's like a lot of good things that you can say about Aiden's acting. You know, like I I can go on forever. Yeah, I think he's he's yeah he's just super talented. He's gonna get a good career. Yeah, Maverick, what do you think? So I I also like Angel. I think I I love. five he's personally my favorite character and i think that's just because of like how bad he is he's such a cool character to think about like mm-hmm. all his scenes i i uh, personally i don't think he's that funny i think he's more realistic yeah like, but it makes it funny like, yeah yeah that's the yeah. funniest part is because mm-hmm. he's the most practical in an unpractical situation and I love all of his action scenes from the coffee shop scene to the to the meeting with the oh god what what is the organization called again um, the one the time traveling one oh, oh god the commission there yeah. you go right? <laughs> so the, with that when he saw the heads of the commission and he like killed them at Sweden Switzerland wherever oh, he know. was mm-hmm. his action sequences are 
some of the best. It's so cool to see his character. And obviously when he's fighting, it's not him. Cause like, um, <laughs> with his fight with Lila, I could definitely tell it was like a very older guy in a wig, which was the funniest thing to me. Yeah. Cause you would cut from the 16 year old to this like 35 year old looking guy wearing a wig. <laughs> it looks like Aiden, which was hilarious to me. LOL. But yeah, he, I, everyone did an amazing job betraying, five from like older five to younger five Mm -hmm. i think it's just the coolest thing to see the same character because they basically are the only difference is one is like a day older yeah yeah and we're gonna see a different version of five i think soon too we're gonna see adult version of five oh really because he gave him the correct formula when he was time traveling back so we're gonna get another actor that plays Five potentially. I'm not gonna like say I know anything. Actually, I do know confirmed easy. I talked to the heads of the studios, it's happening, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, they're all, but yeah, how do you know? (laughs) No, yeah, like I said, uh, great character. I love this is my favorite thing is that I love he does not take off his umbrella academy uniform under any circumstances oh, he doesn't oh, yeah. change it says a statement it sends a statement yeah <laughs> yeah and even like i found myself like thinking why doesn't he just change like why doesn't he blend in to where everyone is in the 60s you know yeah he's too old for that yeah i know i agree like we have character we he have, have all the these other characters the changing their looks he doesn't have the especially uh diego's when uh with his long hair how he looks like antonio banderas apparently <laughs> Mm-hmm. I actually mm-hmm. how like going back to Diego how like in season one he was always in that leather suit and <laughs> yes. in season two you just see him as a normal guy and I yeah. I loved that I thought that was great I think I think five describes Diego the best he's like think of Batman but aim lower which is perfect <laughs> and that yeah. really sums up five's character no. with his interactions with people yeah I agree. is is being so realistic like it's it's almost meta yeah in a way i also love how sarcastic he is like (laughs) you guys know me i love like i'm i'm one for sarcasm so like just to Mm -hmm. hear like all of his lines and majority of like majority of them are sarcastic i just love it it's just so funny yeah i agree with everything everybody said i think number five is (laughs) definitely one of my top i mean i think klaus is probably my favorite character but i think number Mm -hmm. five's up there yeah. Okay, so I know we already talked about Ben, um, but what else do you guys have to say about Justin H. Min? I, I think, oh God, here. I don't know what, <laughs> how you guys feel about it, but so season one, we have Ben be when, you know, um, Klaus is like around, like he's only there for like a little bit. And when he's there, mm-hmm. it's mainly physical, like, remarks i guess mm-hmm. instead of actual lines and i think in season two obviously that whole thing changes like he's a lot he's more he's in it a lot more like a lot a lot more yeah <laughs> and but because of that i don't think justin h min is a strong actor i think really? he, i think he's the one that probably like i don't want to say the worst because he's not bad like obviously he's not bad but I think it's, I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is. I just think he's just the one that's just like not the strongest, not, mm-hmm. not, not showing up, but like, 
present. I don't know. Yeah, like his present like, in the scene. I don't know. I just think it's like he's just. Um, Do you think it's like the delivery of his lines or what? Yeah, like I think it's it's definitely the delivery of his lines. Like I don't know, like that's so interesting because that, like, like I find that mind blowing. Really? Like I I'll find yeah. like exa- I can't really find examples right now. I actually really like like his acting style. I think Me he too. did a very especially good job. at the end. Yeah. Yeah, with him and Vanya. Oh my god. Amazing. So heartwarming. Like, I mean that and I was like was I want good. to see more interaction. Yeah. yeah. But then I was I was and I remember I watched it with my mom because we watched it together and I was just like I didn't feel it. Like I couldn't I didn't and it's not be, it's also because of the fact that like there wasn't a strong connection with um his character in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just, I don't, like, there's just, like, certain things that it's, like, oh, like, that could have been better. Or, like, but yeah. you know what? Like, I just don't want to be, like, that actor who's, like, oh, that wasn't good enough. Because everybody has, like, their own ways. Yeah, everyone and, has a- yeah like, everybody has their own ways and their own opinion on talent. Like, I'm like, and I'm not here to judge him. Like, I love him. He's really funny, too. Like, I watch videos of them. And he's super funny, like, as a person. But, like, I just don't. Like, you know how, like, when we watch a show here at school or not at school, sorry, when we watch, like, no, it's, like, you see, like, you can tell which actors are, like, starting and which ones are not. Oh, I see. If that makes sense. Like, he just seems like one of those people who are not. Like, there are people in, like, I mean, I don't want to, like, throw shade, lol. This is just, like, people when you know they're good actors and some people who are just, like, oh, like, they're, like, not mediocre, but they're, like, okay yeah i get you i see what you and mean. that's how i feel about him i feel like i'm on the other end of that spectrum though i feel like yeah the reason you think this is my opinion i i'm not gonna say this is your thoughts i feel like but i do believe the reason you're thinking this is because the writing he was really written more of like the comedic relief of season two which just sucks because all of them had their own lines that made them like funny mm-hmm. but ben mostly had lines that were parallel to klaus you know he was there to have funny moments with klaus and then we're supposed to jump into this dramatic thing at the end with him and i thought that was really cool to see because it's like that i saw range i saw really good range with his character well i just i don't okay i just had to ask something really quick because Mm -hmm. i don't i don't agree because klaus I mean, obviously, Robert, like, when mm-hmm. Ben is put into Robert's body, I mean, Klaus's body, Robert is a completely different person. And it's obvious that it's Ben inside, but it's Robert the one who's acting it. You know yes. what I mean? And and it can't be the writing because the writers write everything else and everything else is perfectly fine. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is the, the times that we see Ben in season two was a majority of him doing something in relation to Klaus, like helping with the cards, helping him steal a car, fighting mm-hmm. with Klaus in the street, fighting with Klaus in front of the brothers. You know, I feel like he was written for Klaus. And we're going to see a different side of Ben next season since he's actually alive. You know? Yeah, yeah. you're right. So, like a completely different version. Mm-hmm. Of- so I think it's a little too soon to judge Justin's you're right, you're right. acting mm-hmm. you're because right. we haven't seen enough of him betrayed. Mm-hmm. especially since he's gonna be a different character kind of it's gonna be interesting to see that uh, parallel from our version of ben to the new version of ben you're right yeah. you're right i'll come back I, with this in season three <laughs> i i actually really liked ben i thought he was so so wholesome you know he's cute. and yeah he is cute <laughs> and i i just loved how he was always like that that like that voice to Klaus that's like hey dude like get your shit together like come on you know 
And like, I I loved it when he was possessing Klaus and he had that <laughs> moment with Diego. I thought that was oh nice. yeah, uh, Lucas I also dad's underwear. I thought it was. I thought yeah. I thought it was <laughs> so nice to also see like, um, how he fell in love, even from you know from death. Like he fell in love. What was her name? Jill. Yeah, Jill. Yeah, actually. Yeah. By who? Let's find her really fast. I feel like we should give credit where credit is due. Who was Jill? Mauna Traore? Yeah. Mauna Traore. <laughs> oh, yes. we're so Traore. Bad at I'm just gonna say Traore just because you know Mexican. Mauna Traore. Yeah. But no, I really loved that. Like, um, I just loved that that small connection. Even though, like she had no idea who he was. Like, you know, like, that kind of broke my heart a little bit, but I still yeah. loved, I still love, I like Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish we saw more of him, but I, I'm so excited that we are going to see more of him yeah. in coming in season three. I um, think that is another interesting thing, though, that we're going to see next season, is we're going to see totally different superhero beings, mm-hmm. except for, like, like Ben. Though the whole yeah. Umbrella Academy is now the Sparrow Academy. And the only I'm same so character excited. is going to be Ben. I was like speechless when I saw that. I was <laughs> like, "Are you for real?" Because like when they were like, "Dad, you're alive," and he's like, "Yeah, but who are you?" You know, and I was like, "What? What do you mean?" Yeah, you know. So are they like in a whole like alternative universe? So or- here's yeah. what happened, in my opinion. Reginald saw how terrible of a job he did with the Umbrella Academy. He was like, "Ugh, I don't want those kids. I'll try to like get a different <laughs> batch of kids." Yeah. Because he saw how, like, bad of a job he did. So he was like, I need to find different kids no matter what price it is. So that's how we get the Sparrow Academy. Do you think it's funny how he still ended up with Ben? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's because he never saw Ben because Ben was dead. Yeah, like, he probably favorited him and wanted more of him. But I have a question, guys. So Hmm. what do you think about Reginald? Like, he's an alien. You know that, right? 2020's Worst Father of the Year award goes to him. For sure. Definitely. I I was... Okay, when he was, like, pissed about President Kennedy and he, like, was getting ready to fight those other guys. What were they called? Oh, I don't Something remember. Mexican what? I, that I, I don't remember, honestly. I just know it was, it was Mexican something. But, um, right? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> like, when they were like, ooh, like, are you going to fight now? Get ready, yeah. guys. Like, he's going to come at us. And then he pulls off his face. And I was just like, huh? Excuse me? Like, what is going on? But I wish they showed, like, his full face. Oh, yeah. They will eventually. No, I know. I I think we knew he was an alien from season one, right? Yeah. There was that moment, right, that he was, like, on a spaceship somewhere. Yeah, he was on a a different planet. Oh, with his wife. Yeah, he was on a planet with his wife. Okay. Well, I just figured he was a time traveler. <laughs> yeah, I was really, I mean, obviously, like, you know, we're going to eventually find out because they're just holding that out on us. But mm-hmm. I was really confusing me. My mom and we were watching, we were like, what just happened? And I was like, what? So, yeah. I think I knew he was an alien. I, I thought he was an alien that looked like us, though, and not an alien that looked like. Mm. Like a whole superhero type of deal. <laughs> yeah, that looked or like Superman. Something Superman. Yeah. As a Superman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, um, yeah, my, my two brain cells did not catch on to that part. <laughs> I just thought he was like a time traveler. Yeah. And that was it. Um, but no, yeah, he was a terrible father. 
Mm-hmm. I you could see like those like tiny tiny moments that he had like with Vanya. Yeah. You in know, like when she asked, time. yeah, when she asked for the violin, and he was like, "Take it and go." But then when he heard her playing, he like, you heard, you saw him like just smile yeah. a little bit, you know. And I thought those like little moments were were nice. Yeah, I wish no. there was more of them. The sweetest thing know. he ever did was just make Diego cry and his stutter come back. You know, just the general gentleman Reginald Hartridge. That was terrible. No, he was terrible. I'm not gonna. But I'm saying. Him. What I'm saying is, like, I wish, like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, the version that he is, like, I understand it. Yeah. But, like, I kind of felt like, I don't know. I don't want to explain it. <laughs> you wish you I saw more of the kind you. side of him. Yes, exactly. Can he I, never can I will. say something? He's, no, I know. He has, he has an effect over one character in season three the most that I'm terrified for. And I know. Diego's gonna be pissed about it. What? So, Grace, played by Jordan Robbins. Mm-hmm. Well, now she knows about like all the things with John F. Kennedy and this and that. And obviously, he has enough. He, he's a, so much of a control freak that he changed her accent because he didn't like it. Oh yeah. So I wonder if he just like completely gives up on the idea of Grace and tries to move on with someone else, or. Is it still Grace, but a different version of Grace, you know? I don't know. But I do have kind of, like, a bone to pick with that. Because, like, mm-hmm. you, you know, we saw her as, like, this 1960s or 50s um, housewife. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And I personally don't like that. Like, I understand that she was, like, the person to, to cater to the children. But I think it was, like, the delivery of it. Because, you know, you, you guys ever hear that saying that it's, like, a woman's job is only to cook clean and oh, yeah. birth for the mm-hmm. blah, blah, And that's what it reminded me of. I and agree. I like, oh, mm-hmm. like, it just really irked me, you know? But as you guys remember, though, we'll continue. Sorry, Hannah. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. That, like, there has to be a specific reason as to why he picked her. And we haven't really seen that yet. We Well, no, we did. Because he, he was in love with her. He fell in love with her with yeah. uh, her research with Pogo. I but mean, I think this whole JFK thing changes that. No, you know? yeah, I, yeah. But, I do but think... remember that the reason why he made like her a robot was because Vanya was killing all of the maids, right? When she sure. was younger. So mm-hmm. I guess what I'm what I'm trying to get at is that like, <laughs> do I we think see that... Vanya kill Grace? Is is that what you're asking for for season three? Well, she technically it... did. No, no, yes, no. no I mean, saying... she did. No, so I'm, I'm just, saying I'm that something. No, I'm either like they obviously like I don't know if that's how they ended like forever. Like obviously she got mad about that and she left him, right? But we don't know mm-hmm. if that's actually like what ended their relationship or she actually right. died or she is the robot and he just did it to her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, yeah, I completely agree. What I was thinking, like my theory is like she left him mm-hmm. then and there, what she found out about his like whole like deal, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think he wanted to have like that version of her that she didn't know what was going on. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see what you mean. But yeah. even though she did technically know everything, because even in season one, we see Pogo like saying like, "You can't say anything, Grace." You know, like he comes out of the shadows and just stares at her, and she's like, "Oh, never mind, Diego." You know? Yeah, but that was About, robot like, things. 
Right. But, like, I'm, what I mean is, like, she eventually knows everything. Yeah. I, I agree mm-hmm. with that. And he's too much of a and control even... freak for that to happen, though. And that's why I'm like, mm-hmm. he got rid Ooh, of her. Wait. But in season two, he does say to give her, to give him time. Mm-hmm. But he, she so doesn't, maybe... is the thing. Right. Catches but, like, her. maybe the mom version is him giving himself that time. Yeah, I feel like we're going to see her die eventually. Oh, I I've, love her, though. Yeah, Not robot I, I'm Grace. Just, yeah. Regular Grace. Real no, Grace. I know. I agree. Okay, so yeah, well, what, what is your guys... What was one of your favorite moments? Between season one or two, either one. Um, above all, that's tough. Because there's so many great moments in the show. Mm-hmm. I can go first. I already know. Yeah, mine. you go first. You go first. <laughs> okay, so on I have two. Well, not necessarily two. So obviously, something that's like super big and really obviously popular with the, uh, I guess watchers or viewers of everything. Um, that one scene in the in the first season with them all dancing to, um, I think we're alone now. I think that's just mm-hmm. such a great scene, and I, I think the music. I don't know who the uh, who picked it or how that works, really. But I think all the the scenes with the good action. I think adding a good song behind an action scene makes such a difference, like a good song. So I mm-hmm. think that scene that was an action scene, obviously. But I think that scene said a lot about everybody's connection to themselves and their characters and how the mm-hmm. character moves and. Yeah. I think that, and, like, the room itself and, like, the whole house. Like, I think that scene was just superior. That was <laughs> and a then, very good scene. That was Yeah, very and good, then actually. all, like, the action sequences, like, with um the Backstreet Boys song with Allison. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and the scene shop. Oh, my God. I think the, also the scene in the donut shop and in the place where the mannequin was mm-hmm. with number five, that action sequence was really good, too. I think those are my favorite scenes. Those, those oh, are some pretty good ones. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Last one. And the scene with Allison and Luther when they're dancing and they change. <gasps> and they, that was beautiful. <gasps> heartbreaking. That was beautiful. Okay, I'm done. That was heartbreaking because it didn't even happen. Well, <laughs> yeah, technically that, it did. They went back in time, so they don't remember. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They don't remember. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Okay. Mav, what about oh, okay. you? Okay, so I, I agree with yours. Yours are great scenes um but i feel like you're forgetting about the saddest and most romantic one is that uh hazel got to live out his days <laughs> with that uh what was her name do you remember the agnes agnes uh, there we go and then is he, it yeah it was agnes, mm-hmm. it was agnes. Sure? and he tells five was all about yes. it he was like she died of cancer and this and that and i was like how sweet how beautiful that they had 20 years together yeah. oh. it was amazing and that's one of my favorite scenes i also think my favorite scene is whenever Klaus is like with his followers and it's just all his music cult. references and his final <laughs> goodbye to them is, is they're like, what, what last wise words do you have for us? And then he's like, Oh my God, we're back again. And then this backstreet boys song starts playing and uh, mm-hmm. it was amazing. Yeah. That was no, funny. I agree. <laughs> I like when he, when Klaus first came up and was like doing like all like the, the prophecies and whatever mm-hmm. and one of them was like the don't go chasing wa- waterfalls oh yeah that was funny <laughs> are you for real i was like dying and i know you made like a destiny's child um 
reference in there too. Yeah, the just, followers were called Destiny's Child. Children. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. I I just I thought it was the funniest thing ever. Um, I agree. Also, just to mention her name, her name is Sheila McCarthy, the lady. Thank who you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Okay, you look up um Hazel as well while you're at it. Then. Oh wait, actually, I have Cameron um Britton. Cool. Mm-hmm. I thought he was very good too. Yeah. Um, I so my favorite moment. I I don't know about you guys. I was pretty taken aback when Mary J. Blige came out. I was like, she can act. I was like so excited to see her and everything. Um, she plays Cha Cha. Yeah. Wait for listeners. We only hear her songs a lot of the time. So like when she came out, oh sorry, my charger fell. But I was like, oh my gosh, yay! Like I was excited. She did an amazing um, job. Yeah, I didn't even I know her. that she was Mary J. Blige until five minutes ago, and I was like, until you saw the IMDb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too. Actually, I'm looking at it right here. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, I had no <laughs> idea that I was her. Nice yeah, no, I was I was surprised when she came out, but I love the scenes with her, and like That's I think funny. one of my favorite one is like when she's like torturing Klaus, like the things that she says and everything. They just like. They make me laugh. Yeah. And then obviously like the things that Klaus does. Oh my gosh, he's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I don't know. One of my favorite moments, I think it was from season two. It it's one that we're in they're in the 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 salon. Oh my goodness. It's just yes. Klaus and Vanya. Yeah, that was such a sweet they're, moment. They're getting they're getting high and just getting drunk and they like turn on the song. And they start dancing together, you know, and I was like, oh, like, that was so wholesome to have, like, that sibling moment together. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. That's a I, good one. One, okay, I have, like, two more. But I think one of, like, the powerful ones was when they did the, the luncheon or the sit-in. Oh, luncheon. yes. I, oh, yeah. Like, wow. I was just so upset by the way that they were treated, you know, because mm-hmm. I know, like, like that's that's how it was, you know, like, like how white people treated black people, and it was just so disgusting. Like to see what irked me the most, what pissed me off was that man just getting the sugar, oh yeah, and just throwing it on their heads, like just walking across, like that made me so upset. Mm-hmm. And like seeing like everything that just followed after that, I was like. Like, I was just so upset about it. But about I, it. I think like, it's one of those things that has to be seen. It has to be talked about. It's yeah, America's it's ugly history. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Amazing scene. You know? I, I agree, Hannah. That's a beautiful yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, it's still, it still is, like, like that today, yeah. you know? Like, we have the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, it's still going on. Yeah. But, you know, it's just and ridiculous. you know what? She alludes to that, too. She, mm-hmm. when he, when she Raymond does. asks about it. He's like, well, we're still fighting, but what you guys do here today does a lot for us in the future. It's yeah. a huge, yeah, you know. And even like, even, she even says like, or I think it was Raymond. He was like, so we had a black president, and she's like, well, yeah, but like, it doesn't really do much, you know. And I just like, that just broke my heart because it's true, you know. Like, it didn't, it it did make a huge change, a huge difference, mm-hmm. but like. In today's society, when was it? When when did the black with police brutality start? Was it back in June? Well, technically, early it, the awareness for it. Yeah, I was about to be like the awareness for it. It, it really gained more traction this year with the the laws. So, yeah, yeah, and so 
No, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. But like, you know, like it's just it's heartbreaking to see that so many people are like, no, all lives matter. Like, uh, no, you know, like black people have suffered so much. Mm-hmm. And I just I really liked how they shed light on that. that. Yeah, no, that yeah, because you're right. Like, it's an issue that people are like, oh, it's in the past. We don't need to talk about it anymore. But it, no, that's that's not the case. That is definitely not the case. Um, but like my last favorite scene, I think it's when the very ending, the last episode. And it's like when they're all fighting and the handler, is it the handler? Yeah, she's the handler. Mm-hmm. That was she's played by, oh, I just saw her name. Oh my gosh. Oh. By Kate Walsh. Oh, I, yeah. I, okay. I thought Kate Walsh was like the perfect <laughs> she's funny. casting. I loved that I hated for the handler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But I was like shook when <laughs> they were like trying to get Lila onto her side, you know? And then this, this bitch just comes in. She like shooting everyone. And I was like, I, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like I literally, my mouth, my hand was over my mouth. I was like, oh my gosh. And then, thank God, like five, like rewind went back nine. a couple, yeah, second minutes. Um, but yeah, I just liked that scene because like it brought, like you can see like all the characters together, mm-hmm. even though they're still fighting. Mm-hmm. If, if that makes sense. But I thought it was also like pretty cool to see, like all of the agents in the commission to come out of nowhere. Oh God, that was scary though. I was like, I was oh my God. Expecting- I was just like I was like that those emojis the eye, the eye and the mouth emoji. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The eye, eye mouth, mouth, and eye, eye emoji. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was me. That was me watching this that episode. Yeah. But yeah, those those are my my top fave moments that I feel like were pretty powerful within the show itself. Oh yeah, I think there's just I don't even there's know. So there's so much about the show that just just makes sense like the lighting of it the colors the color palettes Mm -hmm. that they use and like the songs like it's just so i like there's just like so much that i just want to mention like with the ice so well thought out that ice yeah scene in season one where they're like diego (laughs) classic like trying to kill people in the in the truck Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then like the bowling alley scene oh and then that one scene with klaus in like I guess heaven and he runs into that little girl on a bike who's supposed to be God. <laughs> like she's like, I don't really like you, so hurry up. <laughs> yeah, but that's God. Like she's literally God. So it's like mm-hmm. I just think this is just it's like so thought out. It is. Oh yeah. Very well thought out. Like there was I guess not to the audience point of view, like there's not an answer to everything, but like to them, you know what I mean? Like everything had has a backstory. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they know. They know. We just don't yeah. know yet. Exactly. Exactly. Um, pause, Isabel. What mm-hmm. else? I guess that's just be like on that note. Like, oh, okay, okay. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I guess on that note, we can just talk about or end it with like the crediting the, the writers and the directors. Um, I don't know if you guys see it on your, your screen. But, like, there's, like, a whole bunch of writers who did, like, 20 episodes here, yeah. 10, two, um, and yeah. then, like, the writers who did, like, the 4, 3, 2, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think we should give credit to where credit is due and shout out to, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing these names, 
um, Ellen Cura. These are the directors, by the way, who um, directed four episodes from 2019 to 2020. Stefan, or Stephen, I think it's Stefan, Sergic, four episodes, 2019-2020. Jeremy Webb, three episodes, 2019-2020. Uh, Andrew Bernstein, two episodes in two, 2019. Um, Peter Hoare, I apologize if I mispronounced that. Two episodes, 2019. Amanda Marsalis? Marsalis? I don't know, the Mexican me. I, I don't know. Is that Hispanic? It looks like it is. I think yeah. that's French. Marsalis? Like, I, Marsalis. like, when things end like that, it's French. But ah, I so on that note, we just want to end with um, saying the names of the creators and the creators of the comic book so that they can get credit. And yeah, so <laughs> um, the creator of the Umbrella Academy, the TV series, is Steve Blackman. Um, the writer of the comic book was Gerard Way and the illustrator for the comic book was Gabriel Ba. And yeah, so thank you for you guys. Thank you to you guys. <laughs> for making this show happen because it was really great and um, mm-hmm. we all really enjoyed it. Definitely. And yeah, I think, do you guys have any like last minute thoughts or comments about the Umbrella Academy? I just want to say if you haven't had a chance to watch it or read any of the comics, go ahead and do so. It's an amazing show and it has a lot of thought and effort put into everything behind it with production and costume and hair, everything. Everything's mm-hmm. just really well done on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you listen to the podcast, there's a lot of spoilers. So <laughs> yeah. So we did that to yourself, but still we're, we're not it. doing it any justice by describing mm-hmm. it. Go see it for yourself, for sure. Have firsthand and gather opinions and thoughts. Yeah. Isabel, anything else? No. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's it for this week's segment. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. And make sure you tune in to our next segment. And uh, Matt will let you know what we are going to be talking about. We so will be now. talking about Devil All the Time, starring Tom Holland, Bill Skarsgård, and Robert Pattinson. Yes! Catch that yes. So make sure you guys tune in. Alright, well, bye everyone. Bye. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to Etcetera! Hello, hello, Ooh. my name is Genesis. Hi, my name is Rihanna. And I'm Edney. Yes, she's our special guest. Hi, Edmi. So we have like a, this special guest, Edmi. Hi, how are you? Nice Hello, to meet you. Good, you sound you. How are very you nice. Too? We're doing good. Yay! Okay, we're we're what striving are we going to talk about today. We're today. we're gonna be talking about a play, a radio play called Borderline. It Ooh. is by Andrew C. Añez de la O. It is directed by Georgina Escobar. It features Valerie Santos, Xavier Felix, Isabel Rivera, Manny Rubio, and Ruben Villa. The stage manager is Cassandra Soto, and we have the lovely help of sound design by Ian Gilliam. Oh, yes. This is an abbreviated abbreviated version of the full-length play, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was adapted as a radio excerpt Sorry for this festival. I don't know what's happening today with my tongue, blah, blah, blah. But we're trying to do it great. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm going to uh, read you, like, this little summary so you can understand better the story yeah, we're going to talk about? about. Well, in the old cotton fields of Socorro, Texas, Enzo and Rosita have snuck away to write 
ghost stories. Ooh. <laughs> While Tony and Veronica are both building up the courage to tell the other a secret. Sass. Wow. Threatened by a creature in the darkness, these two generations will have to rely on each other and the boys of the old failure to escape the desert alive. <laughs> Scary. Spooky. What do you think at me? I think it's really interesting how they have to escape the desert alive, but all they do have is each other and these stories to keep them going. Yeah, that's very vulnerable. Yes. <laughs> it's really interesting because we are talking about like a social problematic over here in the border. Yeah, in the desert. Mm -hmm. Yes. Exactly. Actually, like, uh, Genesis and I were talking yesterday about, like, how important, like, the first part of the radio program oh, yeah. is, because it's talking about all, like, this native land heritage. It's probably my favorite part, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really, really fun to listen to all the program, but, like, at the beginning, they give you, like, this speech about all these people that went, like, before us, and, like, they didn't make it mm -hmm. while trying to cross the desert. And even, like, Theo Ophelio is the one that's telling this story. And it's, he says, like, don't forget their names. And, mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> I was, like, so into that. What do you think about this? Yeah, the detail that he describes um, these people that we should hold grains of sand in our hand and... Uh, give them names that we shouldn't it's also forget. So, uh -huh. Yes, exactly. It's also so important to not forget these people yeah. and remember their exactly. names for what they try to do, which was better their lives, better their families yes. and livelihoods, really. It's history for us to learn, you know, to build from. And to respect that also. That's very important. Exactly. Like immigrants is such like a vulnerable population mm -hmm. here at the uh, United In States. our border. Mm -hmm. in our border exactly and we're like this mixed uh people over here that sometimes we don't really pay attention to that details about all the people before us that tried to get like they get a better life and didn't make it yeah dude so it's really interesting to listen to this at the start of the program because like it really paints of what it's gonna be right yeah. exactly and then i really like the chemistry like for the first characters, uh, the little kids that are telling like ghost stories. I really like that. <laughs> it's so fun to hear like when the girl <laughs> says like, Piensa like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I was, that sent me like. They're I very so, realistic. So yeah, that. we know it's like they're comfortable <laughs> with each other and they're friendly. Yes quirky yeah i talked to my brother like and I really... oh yeah, yeah totally but you know one of my favorite things <laughs> I mean... about it is that um th i mentioned to you brianna that um mm -hmm. it starts in socorro and you know the definition of socorro in spanish right yeah totally yes, yes give yes. it to me okay it's a call for help. yeah dude isn't that like mm. it fits yes. the storylines like perfectly so well. mm-hmm mm -hmm. Really well think. Yeah. I think it was genius to take Socorro as like the the place where it's going to be this Yeah, story. dude. <laughs> I I love that they start talking like some leyendas mexicanas mm -hmm. in there, like La Llorona 
chupacabra. They ended up, exactly, they ended up talking about chupacabras. And I was like, yes! Dude, honestly, <laughs> but I don't know um, any story. Mm -hmm. I know what a chupacabras is, but I, I've never heard stories about chupacabras. Yeah. Really? Oh my God. Well, I'm, I'm currently living in Juarez and it's like really, really uh, common to hear like chupacabras. La Llorona. Uh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, La Llorona is more like from the South, I think. Because in here, like chupacabras was really present on the 80s. And it was because all, like, these um, farmers were complaining about, like, why are my... Animals? My yeah. cows, uh -huh, my animals, cows, like, pigs, and Crops. even, like, the sheep, uh-huh, were, like, why are they, like, kind of dying just because some, another animal that we don't know what is it, is just, like, ripping off like uh parts of their body it's not like taking them completely um mm -hmm. completely yeah it was like so weird because so like you can wake up in the morning and then your cow will be missing like one uh <laughs> one leg uh, his, his feet uh, one leg oh wow that's it so, was so weird that's so scary that's gross. <laughs> yeah and like even though they were like missing parts of their body they were they were not dead at all they were just like They're yeah, they would have to and... kill it, though, right? Exactly. Money. It was really weird. Uh huh. The money, the effort, everything. So that's why chupacabras went famous because, well, they they call them like that chupacabras because uh they they suck on um on goats. The blood, uh huh. They suck on goats and like the blood were. It was really interesting because you can see a, a dead goat over there, but there wasn't any blood. Mm -hmm. Like someone took the blood oh, away. Oh wow! Wow, mm -hmm. that's kind of yeah. vicious. Oh yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and then they start talking about chupacabras and all this story, and I really like the chemistry. Enzo those. and Rosita. Yeah, exactly. I really yeah, like. Yeah, I like that. how it was really fun. They yes. start um writing this story, and they they're like, yeah, let's start it with a man, and then Rosita's like, no, 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 let's. Let's change it into a woman. And I was like, wait, uh -huh. why? Why do you want to change it to a woman? Are we more sensible? Is that is that the reason? And you're trying to paint this scary story as women being sensible? So, like, it's a, mm -hmm. it's a good reason as to why they change it. But, you know, it makes you think of, like, you could have just kept it a man, you know? Like, mm hmm I think it's also because, yeah. like, uh, it's more, like, common to hear, like, yeah, women wear alone in the dark and i don't know it's like like part of the, the yeah it's a vulnerable you know? issue <laughs> yeah custom yeah but like you said like is it that we're depicted as more as being more sensible and i believe so that's why yeah. like la llorona like the, like you both of you said there's always these women who are True. need to be saved the damsel in distress that's how it goes usually in yeah, these scary the stories yes we'll give them that one <laughs> <laughs> it's okay i i totally get it and actually at the at first i was like yes make yeah because yeah <laughs> i'm so into that but then i heard like what you say Genesis, and it really like made me think like hmm Are they portraying like a sensitive thing about us, or is it a good thing or mm -hmm. is it a bad thing? I think it can be both yeah. ways. Depend on how you want to Definitely. look at it. Yeah, that, if if you see it just as in like, oh well, they just decided to change it, then they just decided to change it. But if you start, if you want to like 
think of it deeper, then you'll come <laughs> to the conclusion that we just came up with. But I think other than that, like, yeah. It could, it could either I'm just be yeah. dramatic about it. And Sorry, I'm a woman. Either way. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Of course it can be dramatic. We have the right yeah. to be dramatic. And thanks for sharing your opinion. Right. It's super fun <laughs> to have, like, these little debates over here. So keep going, girl. <laughs> But, yeah, Ru Ruben does a good job with his articulation and just um really managing, oh, yeah, managing his storyline. Yes, totally. Mm -hmm. I really love, like, Even though they're mixing like these two languages that it's Spanish and English, they really respect every pronunciation on the words that they were saying. I was like, yes, get that R. Yeah, they were cute. I like them. <laughs> yes. And then we were uh, moving into the story where we meet Tony and Veronica. Yes. And it was really interesting, too, to hear like this different energy. It is characters. a different energy. You you kind of change. Okay, that's this is how I saw it. It was more from a friendship, and then you move to Tony and Veronica, and it's a little bit more flirty on the flirty side. And I like that change, you know. Yeah, yeah. They are a couple, I think. Well, I I don't know if they like really. I think they're trying it, to get with like, each other. They're on the they talking stage. <laughs> Except <laughs> the talking stage. I love yes. it. <laughs> And then they saw, like, these lights that really, like, scared mm -hmm. them. And they're talking, like, oh, maybe they are La Migra. And I was, like, yes, La Migra. Because they even mentioned, like, oh, that's what um, Jose's dad was captured. Oh, yeah. Because of them. And I was, like, hmm. And, and, and so and Rosita are talking about, about, like, aliens. So there's, like, this comparison. Yeah. Comparación. Okay. <laughs> Comparación. Comparison. Thank you. No, comparison. <laughs> you know, we're trying to learn some English over here. Thank you. <laughs> so, thank you. You're doing so we're great. thinking about like these aliens, and then we move to like the migra, and it's really interesting to have this comparison. Comparison. Yes. Okay. Yes. Of of made up. Not made up monsters because they're confirmed now, but um, of like more of monsters that we will probably not see for a very long time and yes. like real life monsters, which not not monsters, like yeah, you know well. what I mean, right? <laughs> like to them, they are monsters in that moment yeah. because of yes. everything, you know? Yeah, well, because of Tony their circumstance. Um, he starts talking about a, a UFO in the sky and how it's suspicious. It's a suspicious, suspicious occurrence on the borderline, and um, that's how they capture the, his Theo, yes. right? That's how they capture Theo Felio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he really paints that picture, and um, we were talking about how um, it's relatable to a lot of like true stories that happen to immigrants that they catch them from a helicopter and they're on the ground and they're trying to hide yes. but there's like no camouflage acceptable so they find them like super quick which is you know it's a very scary mm -hmm. thing to think about but it's real man yes but it's a very real thing yes my mom actually like she cool. works with um helping people fix papers and everything wow. those stories are always there and It's it's super mm -hmm. sad. It's very yeah, heartbreaking. Totally, you know? but it's very real. Like I love said. that they're touching <laughs> this topic because it's like controversial to think some people are just trying to get like to have a better life and they risk their lives 
so they can cross yes. the desert. And yes. me, sometimes la migra, it's a, a really hard to listen word for some mm -hmm. people because they remind them like how bad they were like treated. Oh. And oh my God, I think from like the circumstances that like you were saying, mm -hmm. Genesis, it's really hard to think like you are giving all of you on the yep. desert and then some officer like just like killed your dreams and it's sad because well there like there's people everyone has very different perspectives and it's hard that they will probably many will probably never mm -hmm. see things the way we mm -hmm. would like them to see things you know When that's it comes a good to word being more empathetic to others and their dreams and everything you know but like like a for example la migra la migra to some people mm -hmm. it's a very positive word mm -hmm. but to others it means something completely different you know and of course not all of us are going to have the same definition but to some people it could be something very negative and uh, it's just And it's a very, like you said, controversial us, you know? topic. <laughs> like, well, like you said, everybody has different definitions. Like, the Border Patrol, La Migra, it, it means monster to a lot of Mexicans, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's scary. And, and mm -hmm. not only Mexicans, like, le, uh, every Latin people oh, are trying to sure. cross the border. Yeah, from Nicaragua, El Salvador, yep. wherever. Even some people from Venezuela Salvador, yeah. that are trying to not even like get to United States, but like to get to Mexico, because like the government in there are because really, things are like the things in there. The government are doing like the worst for the people. Mm -hmm. exactly, yeah, they basically have a exactly. dictator. So <laughs> okay, well then I really love the like touch into the ufo things because i'm i'm a fan I'm a yeah fan. aliens mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> aliens i think it's so cool and like yes Texas and mexico are really really um oh, known true. For, um, exactly, known for, exactly. for all of that you know like the um how do you call it it was roswell yeah okay The Roswell, like incident? Roswell, yes, like that story, and I love that they're talking about like UFOs <laughs> in Texas, because you know. Yes, there's also a bunch of <laughs> since Texas has a lot of farms. There's also a bunch of other sightings of UFOs and, uh, like a bunch of crazy. Yes, stories totally. And I love that they're touching like leyendas mexicanas and also like UFOs and also like uh -huh. the controversial topic about the immigrants. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really like complete yeah dude yeah yes it's it's a very mm -hmm. well-rounded like <laughs> yeah, um, totally. story and i love like the narrative about uh tio felio and like his story i think it like puts everything together yeah he puts things into a into a perspective like he mentions how like we've been here like this is our land and the government is trying to like um diminish our diminish us and like this is our land and they left us with a wound so i that's very exactly. scarring mm -hmm. yes yes um really interesting to like still hear the second episode and all the episodes because i'm really into it yeah it's fun it really like captured my attention mm -hmm. yes i was gonna say the way he said that is so touching because It's true, like, we were here mm -hmm. before, 
you know, and it's Columbus. just because of war and because they were able <laughs> to take the territory. Yes, exactly. They were able to take the territory that now because someone else owns it, we're expected to be taken yeah. out of our like of our livelihoods, really. You know, so it's just crazy because all of this exactly. was Mexico at some point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Did you know Chihuahua is um, very well known for all the alien abductions that have passed, like have been going on really? here? Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, Texas and Mexico are really known for that, but Chihuahua too. Uh huh. Oh wow! So it's really interesting to think like maybe these like area of land there's something here can be connected yeah it can be connected it's like a yes, magnet to extraterrestrial wow, that's beings that's very true yeah i think wow. it can be connected <laughs> Basically. with like all these natives that have been before us because i i am really i truly believe that all these natives had contact maybe with some yeah out of this world energy So I, oh, it's really definitely. To, like connect these two topics about like Native Americans, like this cultural heritage that they leave us behind. And also like these new kind of looking things, the UFOs, the aliens, the technology and everything. So I think like I'm so into that story about aliens and things, but Borderline really captures the essence of both. Yeah. In, in even from the perspective of yes. like Enzo and Rosita, the first thing they came up with is like, okay, it's an alien. And then Tony and Veronica, that are a little bit more like older, they saying like, no, it's it's La Mira. Yes, and it's very interesting actually how they used aliens because if you think about it, when it comes to like immigration mm -hmm. terms, I guess you could say, um, an alien is is a, the word that is used to describe a person who is not oh my god yes totally you know and so so like an immigrant alien so it's very interesting how she like they were able to talk about aliens and ufos as well as la migra but at the same time they're both talking about the same things because aliens are they are that's what they call mm -hmm. people who are not from here you know So I I enjoy that I I like yeah. how I they were able to, to use that that the way interview too. with um Andrew Cianes that was after this was um this was um live Borderline um and uh -huh. he was talking about that he wrote this story because uh -huh. um scary stories that's what they're used for to scare people and like keep them inside scare little kids mostly and uh -huh. keep them inside and keep them like from yes. misbehaving and being mischievous but like uh i would like to explore aliens like i would like to see one up in personal you know so oh, this is yes, much totally. of a scary story you know? <laughs> you oh that so? that would be so terrifying though <laughs> but i'm yes, more terrified of chupacabras well, and like ghosts. i don't know i feel like <laughs> really oh yes me too me too i am I am super terrified yeah. of La Llorona, for sure. La Llorona oh, yeah. like <laughs> no, but I don't know. I feel like I feel like you're right when it comes to picking whether I would choose like La Chupacabras or some some legend like that, yeah. um, or an alien. I would definitely <laughs> prefer an alien because I mean 
if we think about it, like Egyptians, Egyptians had contact with yes. extraterrestrial well, beings what? since back then. Like they have, they have the evidence of this, you know, in the yes, like in their, um, and yes, exactly. Like, so it's just, it's, a com- it's right. more Maybe common they, and more, they're, they're nicer. More <laughs> well, yes. even here at Mexico, the yes. Cultura Maya also had like this contact with extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial beings. Because they were like uh, having these wow. math skills <laughs> that no one else had. They invented like the zero. So we have... So we have like this yes. quantity uh, measure that no one else had. We're smart. And even for, yeah, we were mm-hmm. like Mayas were smart <laughs> yeah. as well. And, and even oh, when yes. they disappeared, because like Literally. the whole civilization disappeared from the morning, from like night to the morning. And they left us with this, um, how do you call it? The mural? The mural? The mural. Mm. Yeah, mural. Thank you. Okay, that's a mural. Word. Okay, mural. So they left us with this mural with these draws about an astronaut or like the resemblance of an astronaut when we were talking like years and years and years behind even. Oh, yeah, exactly. There's always been like pictures and drawings of mm-hmm. of other beings. And it's, yeah, it's, we've always had contact with them in it's one way or the other. Interesting, interesting. And now they're confirmed, so that's amazing. <laughs> yes, I really recommend if you are, like, into these topics and you speak Spanish just like I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really, I really recommend this other podcast <laughs> if you want to hear it. It's my recommendation. You, okay, first of all, I really recommend yeah. the line. Second, uh, I really recommend this other uh, uh, podcast that is called Leyendas Legendarias. And it's also from people from uh, here at Juarez. It's like these two guys that started making this podcast. And it's really interesting. And you should support your local Definitely. Just, just as oh, the borderline yeah. actors, they are really amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, you can totally go and um, listen to Leyendas Legendarias if you want to learn about more uh, of this topic, the aliens and Leyendas Mexicanas and even like... I don't know, in uh, like incidents that have happened here at Juarez. They have like this episode about Cobalto 60. That was this radioactive uh, incident that happened here at Juarez that mostly of, uh, not all people have like this knowledge about. We had this radioactive thing happening in Juarez in the 80s. And it was like bigger than Chernobyl. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, it was a thing. And that was oh, a wow. disaster. Yeah, it was a disaster. <laughs> and it's really interesting to hear. So if you want to check that, check them out, you can search them like Leyendas Legendarias. And it's in Spanish. So if you want to like practice your Spanish a lot, that, that's, yeah, that would be great. And they're really that funny. Would be great. Even though they're talking about these like spooky topics, they're really funny. Cool. Oh, that's important. That's great because yeah. it keeps the balance. Yeah. <laughs> keeps you hooked but well uh now that i have recommending in the legendarias it's time to recommend the borderline so why do you think people should listen to the borderline i think it's insanely creative um first of all the way they wrote it the way both storylines they crash into together and they um they work as a group 
like humans should to stay alive and survive. So I think that's very important. It's also it's a lot of fun to listen to it. It's short. It's suspenseful. It's quirky. The the stories just leave you thinking. What Ophelia talks about, what um, Rosita and what Tony and Veronica are going through. Um, it mm-hmm. gives you a new perspective. It gave me a perspective of the men that run this country. Um, mm-hmm. It's it will it shows how they're the real monsters, you know. Um, the chupacabras that suck on yes. on people's virtue that just want to strive in our own land. Um, you know what? Why is that so wrong? If you think about it. That's mm-hmm. a real scary story, you know, to to be stuck in mm-hmm. our place and not, and let others push us down. Um, that's terrifying. So yeah, it got me thinking. That uh, that's a scary story to tell our kids. Chupacabras that suck on the launch. How do you say it? the longevity of the sacrifices we make? <laughs> It it shouldn't leave us a scar. It shouldn't leave us wounds like they left our ancestors. We should strive. We should we should put a bandage on and you know keep running with it. So yeah, yeah, dude. That's why you should yes, a snap to, it, to that. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think it's really interesting to hear, and it's only fifteen minutes long. I love that. Like, it's- and also like. I love how they the the story is yeah. written so well. They use socorro as in like you explained, socorro means a cry for help. They use la chupaca el chupacabras, which is it represents how um they're like you said sucking on people's virtues and achievements, and now they're left with nothing. And then like everything, everything aliens, like I explained, it's the way mm-hmm. um you call a person who is not from here, but they're also talking about ufos and just everything the story itself is written yes i think being like 15 minutes long it's well for me that i am constantly doing things yeah you can listen to it (laughs) on your way to work exactly you can listen to it and Mm -hmm. it like captures your attention and also like keeps you interested the whole thing Mm -hmm. the entire time exactly and i really liked like they how they were like building up the story and how they present like the characters in the story and i love the narrative of the tio felio talking about all these uh topics like the native thank you for tuning in to the final act by ensemble we hope that you have enjoyed your time here listening to us And we hope that you come back for scene two, that is next week. Everyone please remain safe and have a good day. Bye.